Gemara. This is Sunday's block of Ayin Zayin. Okay, so we're going to learn that a cholol is someone whose parents lived, in, whose parents were koyin and a divorcee, for example, and lived in sin. So he is a cholol. As a cholol, what's the problem? He can marry. He can marry a bas koyin. He can marry anybody. But the problem is that the cholol passes on the cholola to his daughter. The problem lands on the daughter that the daughter cannot marry a koyin. So if the father is a cholol, the daughter, this is two generations later, cannot marry a koyin. But if the mother is a halala and the father is just an ordinary Yisrael, the halal does not pass on to the next generation. So the father passes on the halal and not the mother. That's what the mission is going to be talking about. Bas halal zacher, the daughter of a male halal. Sulum and the daughter of the next generation, cannot marry a coin. La'ayla forever, we forever. It means, if, for example, this halal had only sons. They're all halalim. And they only had sons. It keeps on going down. And the first girl, it might be 10 generations further down the track, the first girl that comes along, she's a halala, and she cannot marry a coin. But then afterwards, if she marries a Yisro, then her daughter, her children are no longer halala. Say the Mishnah. Yisro, she knows a halala. If Yisro marries a woman who's a halala, the next raise a kosher, because the woman does not pass on the halala. Likuhuna. And then he repeats again, the moral last point. Cholol but the man, the father is a chol, marries a bas Yisrael, it passes on to the next generation that the daughter cannot marry a coin. Now, now we're going to move over to a ger. If the father is a ger and the mother is a yid, how do we treat the, the daughter? Is she permitted to marry a coin? We're going to have three opinions here. Abuda says, bas ger, just like the daughter of a chol, she's disqualified for marrying a coin, so too the daughter of a ger, even though the mother is a full-fledged yid, she cannot marry a coin. That's the view of Rabbi Yehuda. Okay, it has the same law as a chol. It goes after the male. Rabbi Lezeb and Yaakov says no. As long as either parent is a proper, is a full-fledged, born Jew, there is no problem for the daughter to live with a coin. The daughter is kosher for coin. And, and same thing is, or a ger should not surpass Yisrael, bitek she'elokunah. Either one is, a, either parent is a Yisrael, the child is permitted to marry a coin. But I'll agree, I'll ger should not surpass if both of them were converts, then bitek she'elokunah. Then the daughter cannot marry a coin. And it makes no difference whether a ger or echad avodim v'shachronim, whether you're a slave that was emancipated, afilu ad yud even ten. If you have ten generations, only males, and the eleventh generation is a daughter, that daughter cannot marry a koyin. Ad until eventually we we have a Jewish woman. Rabbi Yeshi has a third opinion. He is much more lenient. He says, av even a convert marries a convert. If the if the but the child was conceived after they became Jewish, so the child was conceived as Jews, she's allowed to marry Koyin. Now the Gemara will go through the mission. First of all, my what do you mean forever? And what do you have to tell me that for? I would have thought we learned before that a mitzri is only two generations forbidden. The third generation they can rejoin the Jewish nation. And same thing with Adam. So not after. And the third generation they're permitted to return. Afkanami here too. The third generation, they can come back. We would have thought so. Kamashvlan is forevermore. As long as there are males, they continue passing down the cholol from one generation to the next until eventually we find the first woman child. Yisro should not say How do you know? How do you know 
that if Yisroel, that, that doesn't pass down from the mother to the daughter. It says here, by a coin it says, don't marry a widow, because if you do, you're going to desecrate your child, you're going to ruin your child. In his nation. What do you mean his nation? Just say you ruin the child. So we use that word as extra. We can use it for Xerah Shavah. It says by an ordinary coin, he's not allowed to go to a cemetery. But he should not go to a say not go, go ahead, he contaminate, defile himself. And it says the same expression, in his nation. So in other words, we're equating a koyan gadol to an ordinary koyan, the laws of tumen. What do we know about the laws of tumen? It's only limited to a male. So too, the, 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 who passes on the cholo to the next generation? Only a male. Malahal's chodin, the male, bloody cave, not girls, Afghan's chodin, cave, it's males and not girls. So I think about it following that logic, according to you. So bitish, let's go back to the first generation. The koyan gadol lives with a widow and has a daughter. That daughter should be permitted to marry a coin because you said it doesn't go down through the through the girls, only goes down through the boys. Because we compare it to a coin hedged by Tuma. Tish today, is she should be permitted. So the Gemara says back, ah, for that we have the wording in the Pasik is don't live with a widow, don't ruin your children. It doesn't say your son, it says your children, all inclusive, including your daughters. Do not desecrate your zarai. Says the Gemara, okay. So Bas Tishra, you just told me that the son is a chol, marries a Yiddish woman. The granddaughter is forbidden to a koyin, but why? Okay, the first generation I understand, but the second generation, it doesn't pass on to girls. It should only stay with boys. So why can't she marry a koyin, the second generation? Tishra, Gemara answers, Ksivit says, lo yechal zar oi. could just say lo yechal zera, means zar oi. To tell you that your children have the same status as you, just like you pass on the cholo to your daughter, so to your son passes on the cholo to his daughter. So the second generation cannot marry your koi. His daughter's possible, but I beat him his son also daughter possible. Says you if so, is bas bitzer. So by the same token, let's say that the granddaughter from the daughter's side, now the colonel is a widow, has a daughter, and the daughter has a, a second generation of daughter, granddaughter. She should also be forbidden, just like the daughter of the son. What's the difference between the daughter of the son and the daughter of the daughter? What was the point of Gzeh The whole point of Gzeh limiting it to a boy when that it can pass through the son to a girl, but not pass through the girl to another girl. Then the Mishnah said, Chol should not be the son of a Chol marries a Basi so the daughter is possible. So nobody goes after the father. That's how the Mishnah started off. Why repeat it? Bas Cholkimor explains. You know why? Being poetic. Since the Mishnah says, sorry, first thing I want to ask, it says in the Mishnah, Bas Cholozacha, the daughter of the father of the Chol is also forever. Why repeat it? Because in the second case, in the beginning of the second case, it says that Yisrael should not say Chalola, Yisrael marries a Chalola. Therefore, the Sefer says also a Chol marries a Bas Yisrael. Says the Gemara, that's why it repeats itself, just the flip side. Mas Nisan, the Lakit Abdustoy Ben Yehuda. Mishnah definitely does not conform with Abihuda Ben Abdustoy Ben Yehuda, which we had a number of occasions previously in the Gemara. He holds it makes no difference if either the father or the mother are not Chalolim, neither are the children. You in the Mishnah say if the mother is a Chalol, it doesn't pass on. But if the father is, it does. Abdustoy says, no, it never passes on. The father is a Yisrael. The, 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 the Chol ends right there and then doesn't pass down to the next generation. Same too if the mother 
is a non-chalol, the father is, it cleanses out, does not pass to the next generation. Our Mishnah obviously doesn't agree. Says he, what about time of story by you? What's his basis? I'm across. Says the Pasuk, you shouldn't desecrate your children in his nation. One nation. But there are two people involved, the father and the mother. The crying God and the widow. What do you mean in one nation? You know when is a chalol? Only if they're both on the same page. They're both, he's a chalol and she's a chalol. Then the children become chalolim. If the father is a chalol and the mother isn't, no, the next generation, the son of this Kohen God Almana. If he marries a Bas Yisrael, so then one of them is clean and one of them isn't, that doesn't pass on Chalom. Tell him learned. Lo Yechal Zara, you shouldn't desecrate your children. Ain't Yechal Zara. All we know from that Pasuk is that if you live a Kohen God who lives with a widow, the children are ruined, the Chalolim. But how do you know the widow herself is ruined, that she cannot marry a Kohen in the future if her husband dies? He asks him, and I, how do you know? It makes sense. The child who never did a Veda. Yet, yet what? The child is a chol. Who? He. Uh, sorry, he. The mother, who she committed the sin. The child is an innocent victim. And yet he's a chol. Surely the mother was a participant in the sin. Surely she should become a chol. In addition, that she should become a chol. Says he no. What about the husband? The coin godl himself, or the coin head you the marriage of the divorcee, they don't become chololim. As long as he's married to a woman that's in sin, he's not allowed to serve in the base of Middash. But the moment he divorces her or she dies, whatever, and, and he proves to us that he makes a net and he'll never do it again, he goes right back to work. He hasn't been transformed at all as a chol. So, so it proves clearly, even though he was involved in the sin just as much as she was, yet he's not a chol. So how do we know that the mother becomes a chololim? Who asked me he committed a sin You know why by him? He never becomes a chol. If the coin had to deliver the grusha, he doesn't become a chol. No coin ever becomes a chol. Or he lives in a chalola. She, no matter who she lives with, he becomes a chol. You can ask me a strong question, which you might well explain to me what that is. It says a double lament. It's superfluous. It could have just said Why double lament? Double means What Somebody who was till now good, don't ruin it now. Obviously, we're not talking about the child. The child was born a chol from the first day. So I must be talking about the mother. She started out being a kosher woman and now she married the Kohen Godel. She's no longer kosher. What question, what possible question did you have that we need to respond? I would have thought that the child was born from an Aveda. Makes sense as a chol. Why should the mother be a chol? That's why the Pesach says there's two chololim in it. The child was born, but the mother will participate in the sin. And referring to Zesh, you're taking someone that was good and you're ruining it. Tell me what we learned. Easy chalola. It says in the Brice the following: Who is considered a chalola? Kol shenoldim in absolum, born from someone that's disqualified. They shouldn't have married. Now we don't know yet what we're talking about. My absolum. What are we talking about? Ilam absolum loy. Somebody that the father should never have married. Not do with koyin. Yisrael. Who shouldn't the father have married? For example, he divorced his wife. She married somebody else. Got divorced from that, or became widow, and now she wants to go back to the first husband. You're not allowed to. But if they do. According to what you're saying right now, the daughter, that daughter should be a halala. She should not be able to marry a coin. No such thing. 
He's not allowed to take back his divorced wife. And the children definitely can marry a coin. Receive. She's an abomination. So what do you mean when he says if, 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 if a child is born from Sulu? You know when you become a Chol? Only if the, the, the Avera that the parents did has to do with being a coin. The father had to be a coin, And he lived with someone that a coin cannot live with. And and therefore the child is a chol. Says the Gemara, but then if in the Brisa says kol shul noldem it sounds like only if they were born from a, a, a marriage that shouldn't have taken place there chalol. But the mother she does not become a chol. Noldein lo noldeloi. If you weren't born, let's say the mother who wasn't born, she she now committed sin. You tell me she's not a chalola. Hariyamana grusha zayna. All of these people, the Lainolda, they weren't born that way. They became the Kahavachala became a Khalala. So Amar Rabba Rabba said, Hold on, let's understand the Bryce as follows. Aizi Khalala Muskeris, which Khalala is actually mentioned in the Torah. Um Shalhoila Shasa Kaisha Cloud never had a moment that they were kosher from birth. You know, anyone who was born from parents that were father was a Koyan and they lived together with a coin, you know, coin shouldn't be living with. <clears throat> um uh, and mine was what do you mean mentioned in the Torah? It's written in the Torah. You don't even have to bother explaining it. It's pretty clear in the Torah exactly. It says, You know exactly what it means. And and and, and if you take a halal, you ruin, you, you ruin the kid from the beginning. Because it says, by The children that you will give birth to will be halalim. It's clear in the Torah. That's what the Bryson means. Born from something of disqualification that applies only to Kainim. Don't worry, we learned the following cryptic brisa. Almon, Almon, Almon. If this woman was an Almon, an Almon, Almon three times, he committed only one sin. Grusha, Grusha, Grusha. If this woman was a divorcee three times, only one sin. What happens if you follow the following sequence? Almon, then she first she became a widow, then she became a Grusha divorcee, then she became a Chalola. She lived with a coin that she shouldn't have lived with. Then she became a zoina. This mom shehem kisev. You follow this particular sequence. Chayiv. I'll call achas. Chayiv for each sin. There's four sins there. You're chayiv for being an almana, a grusha, chalol, and a zoina. But since if you reverse the order, first she was mezana, and then when it's chalol, then she became a chol, and then when it's gosh, she divorced. Then it's amula in the chayiv lach. Only chayiv one. <coughs> That's what the brayzer says. Amamal. Let's explain. What do you mean you only chai for one sin? What are we talking about? Then Almana Levi. He went, he had he, he married three different Almanas. One Reuben's widow, Shimon's widow, and Levi's widow. Why is it only considered one sin? Had a goof in three different people, shame in three different names, because each each one is a widow from a different man. So uh, why is it only one sin? So what it means must be El He had relations with one widow three times. Again, what are we talking about? They only warned him once because you don't get you don't get lashes, you don't get punished unless you were warned. They only warned him once. Then surely They must have warned him for each time they had relations with this widow. Why only committed one sin? But now didn't we learn? We had a nozer drank wine all day long. He's imbibing wine. He only committed one sin. But if they told him, I'll teach you, I'll teach you, don't drink, don't drink. And he kept on drinking. 
Every morning he's chayifah. We needed What happened was, there was one woman. She was married to Reuben. Reuben died. She then married Shimon. Shimon died. She then married Levi. Levi died. She's one woman, but she's a widow three times over. So when you live with her, the coin lives with her, how many sins has he committed? How many sins has he committed? One, because it's one person, or three, because she is three times in our mother. This woman was the widow of Reuben, the widow of Shimon, the lady. I would have thought that three different shamus each time she's a widow for a different reason. There's only one person, so therefore you only get one punishment. Now let's go to the next part. The mission said if you follow this sequence, first she's a widow and then so on and so forth, you'll get four punishments. But if you do reverse it, you don't. What's going on here? Now remember we had a, a discussion. There's a thing called whether Isir Chal Al Isir. So, for example, an Avela, a carcass. The Avela died before Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur, you ate that Avela. So, the Avela was already in Avera. Do you also get the Avera of Yom Kippur or not? Um, if you hold one Iser cannot be compound, cannot fall on another Iser, then the only Avera you did was eating Avela, not Yom Kippur. But if you hold Iser, Chalal Iser, then you had two Averas here, Treif and Avela and then we had an opinion that says even though ain't isa chalal isa, it cannot fall on another isa, but if the second isa is more comprehensive, another layer of isa, then something new happened, then it will fall on the isa. So now we're most trying to understand why. If you go one particular way, we'll say, well, you, one isa, they, they all add up, the cumulative, you'll get four evaders, you get four punishments. But if you do the other way, you get nothing. Which way? What's the difference? So you might ask like this. I don't understand. Hi, Tana Mike. So this Tana, what is his opinion? He doesn't believe in Isr Cholalisa, but if it's another layer or it's more comprehensive, it affects more people, then since the other layer wasn't there before, so the other layer will, will, will be effective, is activated, and once that's activated, the rest of it is activated as well. So, Almona widow is limited only to Kaingon. If then after, then have a Lagrusha, then she married somebody that came a divorcee. Now, the divorcee is now also to all Kaidi. So, you added another layer. Once it was added to an ordinary coin, we already added to a coin godl as well. Okay, so that's you committed now two sins. She is a, a widow, and now she's also a, a, a divorcee. Then, but even a divorcee, a dying she then marries a coin. She's allowed to eat truma. However, um, <coughs> Uh, then she became a halala. When she became a halala, sorry, now she marries a coin, she's not allowed to. But if she was the daughter of a coin and then the, she was divorced, she goes back home and she eats truma. Ah, but if she then became a halala, halala does not go back home to eat truma. So that adds another layer. Since you add another layer, she can no longer eat truma. Added also the coin What does Zaina add? A zain is forbidden only to an ordinary kayin. So nothing more than a grusha. What does it add? So why should she get malchus for being a zain? 
and come up a new idea. The shame is news possibly You're right. There is nothing that Zoyna adds, but the word Zoyna is also used for other things. For example, a Yisrael. And he's married to a woman and she commits adultery. She's called a Zoyna. And therefore, since the, the name Zoyna is, is more, is, is, is applies to people outside of Koyinim, outside of the, the tribe of Koyinim, therefore it's considered like adding another layer. Even though it's not relevant to this case here, but the name's noose is a stricter sin. It's like another layer, and therefore you commit four sins. But if you reverse the order, once you're a zayna, there's nothing else to be added on. The Torah says it by, by a koyin godl. It says by koyin godl, you should not take a widow, a divorcee, or a halala, um, or a zayna. He, he should not take these, but he should take his absula. Says So Gemara learns as follows: any girl that if she would have been a psula young girl, he could have married had a If he takes her as a widow, whatever it is, he's committing a sin. But if you couldn't have married her regardless, then Then even if you married her when you shouldn't have, you don't get the, the punishment of la What are we talking about? Prat lekoyin gadol shebo alachoyse almano. Koyin gadol marries his sister as a widow. Now his sister he can never marry, and because his sister can never marry, so even though he committed a sin for living for living with the sister, which is Isa of Karis, he will not get punished for also living with a widow. You will not, why? Because there's no ki, there's no yikach over here. There's, because he cannot take his sister as a wife. Is the gemara? So he'll only get Malchus for being the sister. He won't get Malchus at all for living with a widow. Who does this follow? It seems like it follows of Shimon, who says, Again, it sounds like the Iser of Almana does not get added on to the Iser of a sister because one Iser does not fall on another Iser. Potter, you don't get punished for Yom Kippur. If the rabbis, I mean, they say Isa does, they hold that Isa does fall on another Isa. So according to them, if he marries his sister who's a widow, he will get punished for being a widow as well, for living with a widow. You can argue that the Rabbanon will agree when it comes to a kind God, he will not get punished for a widow. Why not? How's that different than Yom Kippur? When the Rabbanon say one Isa falls on another Isa, Yom Kippur on top of an Avela. Yom Kippur is a very strict Easter. So they say that it falls on the Easter of the Bible. It's only on Abeir, a lot. Abelisa, Kalisa, Chomer. Not living with the sister is a very strict Easter. You get chorus. Not, um, um, not a coin god with an is only a lot. Even the that the Easter of Amana does not fall on top of the Easter of sister. That's one version. You get another version is, in fact, this law that says that he does not get punished for her, for her sister being a widow follows the Rabbanu. What do you mean? The army they hold generally is a chalisa. The chi amra bana when did rabbanu say is a chalisa? Hani milisa chomer is a kal. A stringent iser on a weak iser. Avlisa kal is a chomer, but a weak iser on a stringent iser loichayil is not kal. Now, to the, and and must be that this din of yikach must conform with the rabbanu, not Rab Shimon. Rab Shimon agrees that you don't get punished for widow. But according to Rab Shimon, you wouldn't need a pasuk. It's obvious one iser does not fall on another iser. It's only the rabbis who need a pasuk. He holds that a strict iser like in Kippur does not fall on a light iser like Nevela. You need to tell me that a light iser of Almana does not fall on a strict iser of Achaisai. No, it's the rabbis 
we say that an isa is chal isa, need this posse to tell you, but over here it's not chal. But this is a light isa that doesn't go on. No, maybe it is a shemichai. But we would have thought that the laws of kain are so strict that we go way beyond the general rules, and maybe a kain also should be punished for almana. He turns his sister to Zaina, and this sister now marries a client. Remember, if any woman who lives even once with somebody that she cannot marry, she becomes a Zaina. So this woman, his sister, she marries a client, she'll be punished as a Zaina. Does she also become a Chalala? And if she becomes a halala, then, then, then she loses another coin, it'll get punished twice or not. Says the Gemara. Me, I mean, do we say, she committed merely a love. If she lives with somebody that is merely a sin of love, she becomes a halala. She cannot marry Christus. Now she's living with her brother. This is a terrible sin. Christus. Like Koshkain, surely she should not be able to live with a coin. Or it should be an additional sin. She can't live with a coin anyway. She's a Zaina, but it should be two sins now. Or perhaps, in order to be a Chalola, it has to be only something that is also to a coin. We're not talking about a Zaina now. A Zaina, she lives with anybody one night with a Goy. But to become a Chalola, it has to be only from an Avera that's specific for Kainim. And living with a sister is not to do with Kainim. That's a general Avera for everybody. <laughs> Amala, he said, Abaya answered only Isakuna. And Robert chimes in, Amar and I'll support Abaya. How do we talk to know this? How do we know it's only a sin from Kuna? The time we learned. The Taylor says, A coin Godel should not marry a widow. That's something novel because a coin hedged can. And then he adds, Not a divorcee, not a halal, not a zayna. And you have to wonder. If a coin hedged cannot marry these women, surely a coin gadol cannot marry. Why in the world does a Taylor have to highlight grusha and halal uh, and zayna? Why repeat it? Learn from a coin hedged. Now would say, if a coin hedged cannot marry these women, you tell me a coin gadol can marry. Why does it say to tell you the following? Just like by Koyin Hedjid, the Torah said separately, don't marry the Vorsi. And separately, it says, don't marry a, a, a Zayn and a Chalala. To tell you that for each one, you get a separate punishment. So therefore, we put the Grusha, Chalala, Zayn, by Koyin Gadol. tell you that if you did, if you have a woman who has all four of these sins, you'll get four punishments. Isn't that obvious? Why should it be less than a Koyin Hedjid? It's to tell you that just like Grusha is separate from Zaina and Chalala, it's a separate sin altogether. You might think that you have to be both in order to be considered a sin. No, we say it's totally separate. <clears throat> so if, because it says the title of Isha, Grusha, Isha, and so on and so forth. So you, you'll get punished even though she's a Grusha and a Zaina Chalala, you get punished for each one separately. It's the same thing by Kohen Godel. So okay, that explains why it says they're grusha. To tell you that each one is separate from the next. Why do you have to repeat halala? Just say grusha, I already know. Why is it repeated to tell you that each one is a separate sit? But why does it say halala? 
teach you that halala can only happen from a from a if, if she lived with someone in sin that has that's a sin that only replies to kainim. Zaina Laman Amra, why repeat Zaina? Never can Zaina here by Coin Godl says Zaina, never the Hala Zaina. And it says by a coin hedge Zaina. Ma kan Zara Khilan after Halan Zara Khilan. Just like by Coin Godl. How do we know the children become Khalalim? We know that from a coin Godl. And we make this equation, Zaina Zaina, tell you that ordinary coin also, if he lives with a woman he shouldn't be living with, the children are Khalalim. Amr Rashi Rashi says, "Hichalifor, koyin abala chayisef. A koyin lives with his sister, zoyin emashvale. He doesn't make her chalala because it's not a law about koyinim. It's every Jew is not allowed to live with his sister, so he only makes her into a zoyna. But then, if he lives the next time, night again with her, now that he's living with her as a zoyna, then zoyin emashvale, chalala emashvale. But chazer abala, now that he lives with her as, as a zoyna, that's only a sin for a koyin. So now she becomes a chalala. Also chalala, he turned into chalala." Abiyah says, Abiyah gets two punishments. It says, you shouldn't take. And it says in the past, and don't ruin her. So two sins. She had a third sin for ruining his kids. case where He didn't consummate, so therefore there won't be any kids. Just a few more lines. Masiv Rama, Rabbi asked a question. Amman and Grusha like him, Shushnei Shem. It's clearly that Amman and Grusha, they get Malchus for two different names. My love, Shnei Shem, they only get one for widow and one for divorcee. If he lived with somebody as a widow divorcee, he gets two punishments. And according to you, there should be four. Because each one, it says, Yikach, it says, Layichalo. Vesulai. Says, you know, Loi Shnei Shem, he gets two punishments, one for widow, one for divorce, but each one comes with two. One for, uh, one for, uh, what do you call it? But Loyikach, and one for Lechal. Shnei Shem is Azeb, Shnei Shem is Azeb. Yehachim, so aim is safe, look at the end where it says, Gerusha v'chalutza y'lechai v'lachas. If she was a divorcee in a chalutza, you don't get punished for chalutza, because it's not really forbidden in the Torah, and you only get one. Again, it sounds like only one. You only get punished for one of them, but really you're getting two. Loyolam Shnei Shem and you get two punishments. The chalutza, the rabbanon, chalutza is only from the rabbanon. That's why you don't get malchus. The tanya grusha ain't the grusha. Chalutza minayin hadi no tamlei v'isha. So when I ask a question, what do you tell me from the rabbanon? We bring a pasuk. Says v'isha mish the and as if there's two ways that she can be uh, that she can leave her husband. But the rabbanon across the Bible, it's only the rabbanon. So we'll stop.